0: What does a strong and engaged community of trainers give to a training business? How can you create and support a global movement with just a small core team? These are two major questions we are going to cover today. And my guest is Pia maria Foran, creator of Agile People, a global community consisting of professionals who are passionate to combine Agile and People to create engagement in the workplace. Welcome to the Training Business Anatomy podcast. Here, we try to answer one not so simple question, how to build and scale a successful training business. I'm your host, Sergei Kotlov, and we are ready to jazz. Hey, Pia Maria, I'm glad to have you here.
1: Thank you, Sergei. Uh, Very nice to be here and uh, good to see you again. It's been a while since we uh, met now i think it's a
0: few years ago isn't
1: it yes Wait, i tell people sweden last time
0: was it yes i think i i think it was i think i think it was agile people conference uh i yes. know no yeah either I, it was agile people conference a few years ago when i uh, when uh i was at accelerator we workshop butler or one year later i don't actually remember so it was no. a long time yes
1: But we've been working together um, via digital tools since then. So we have regular contact anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So nothing changed uh, since the pandemic started actually (laughs) for us.
1: No, it's the same, isn't it? It's uh, all the same online business and digital tools. and A little bit less traveling maybe, but business as usual.
0: (laughs) Yeah, business as usual, I would say pierre could you please tell just uh, a couple of words about Agile People and what what it actually is? So for, for the listeners to understand uh, understand more about uh, of the topic you're working with. And,
1: uh... Okay, so Agile People is um, a global community consisting of people who are passionate to combine Agile and people to create engagement in the workplace. And we are targeting um, HR and leadership because we think that HR and leadership are the influencers in any organization. And we are creating awareness in these groups. We are Mm -hmm. offering training to these groups. And we are also offering coaching services. So awareness, training, coaching, that's how we see it. It's the order that we need to, to work into To increase business agility, because that's what we want to do. Increasing people and business agility will ultimately, we believe, create better organizations where people are performing happily.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, this is Agile People. We have around, maybe you know better than me, between 80 and 90 trainers. I think something like that right now.
0: Yeah, something like like that. that.
1: It's spread out globally, uh, from Japan to South America, uh, South Africa, Canada, US, Europe, uh, Singapore, different countries everywhere in the world.
0: Yeah, it's all around the world, actually.
1: And we do different, uh, what we can call it projects or initiatives together. We, We have written, last time we wrote a book together during the pandemic it's called the agile people principles uh your call to action for the future of work
0: mm-hmm.
1: is about the agile people principles that you need to increase to be able to to also increase business and people agility mm-hmm. and, uh, um, this book was very um fun to write i would say and it's very beautiful as well so um I'm very proud of that. It's a great co-creation project.
0: Oh, this, 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 is, uh, this is impressive. So, so how, how many people participated in the product, uh, project, I mean, in writing this book?
1: 35 Agile people.
0: 35! 35, 35 okay. Agile people
1: <laughs> And we did from it around the world. Yes, yeah, six months, you know. Oh. So everybody wrote one chapter each about one of the Agile People principles. And... Um, yeah uh it, it's beautiful to have so many people work together and we didn't have a project manager we didn't have <laughs> mm-hmm. anything like that nobody told anybody what to do it was just you know happening um like that from intrinsic motivation uh we set up a, a meeting where we made, made all the decisions once a week and, and we did peer review we had a Trello board and that's uh, where we started from. And, and uh, we finalized the project and the book launch in uh, six months, in September 2020, we were ready. We started in March and finished wow. in September with this book.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll see if uh, considering all the, all the craziness of these first month of the pandemic and uh, uh, then the business actually, many businesses and especially training businesses, Ah, uh, they were going from a huge transformation. I'm. I personally know many uh, trainers who were thinking, okay, so what we are going to do? What we are going to do? Because <laughs> uh, many many events got cancelled. Many uh, gigs got cancelled uh, because it's, we are not talking about trainings, but also about uh, consultants, gigs, and etc. So this well, is impressive, well, that you, Well,
1: so what we did in in March, uh, everything was cancelled, right? Six mm-hmm. months. Uh, the, all, all the training uh, uh, sessions and all the keynote speeches and the, all the travels were canceled within two weeks. So what we had to do was to move online and learn the digital tools even better. The mural canvases, the Zoom sessions, uh, everything uh, online. Uh, Slack, we, we started only communicating via digital tools. Uh, of course, and uh, we recorded videos, and uh, we set up a learning management system where we um, have uh, all the steps of each of the training sessions. How do you perform it? Before, during, after, and mm-hmm. uh, everything um, was was made digitally. And I then started to train my own trainers uh, to become proficient in these tools and how to move from mainly focusing on physical training to focusing only on digital or online training.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so how, how long did uh, this transformation take? Two months. Okay. So there was a thriving business and there was just boom, uh, the pandemic and the pause. You had to recreate yourself. Uh, your approach to the business, when did you realize that you're going to survive and get out of this epic event stronger than, than you were?
1: Yes. So May, June somewhere, we realized this is going to work. And that, that was when the first um, batch of trainers were ready with their uh, training and they started to schedule their own um, sessions.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. it took a
1: couple of months, and and then we in in June uh, we started to see that uh, people were starting to get acquainted with digital tools instead of uh, physical training and physical meetings, and from there we increased them uh, the number of trainers. Uh, actually, I think more than we could have done if we if the t- pandemic didn't happen, because we were so focused on developing. Um, online and digital uh, training um, capacity and capability with, mm-hmm, with
0: mm-hmm. our trainers. So, doesn't doesn't does it mean that the pandemic actually sharpened your focus uh, and uh, allowed mm-hmm. you to uh, open the, another branch? Uh, well, not another branch, but another another opportunity for your business.
1: Yes. Definitely, this was uh, a new opportunity for us and it proved to be very successful. I'm actually not sure that I want to go back to the old way of doing training again. (laughs) Probably we will go back to have a blend, you know, one Uh day uh, in person and then Uh you do a, a set of sessions online and maybe then you also meet in the end for one day or so. But I don't think it will be entirely online or entirely physical uh, Mm -hmm. training, maybe entirely online. Yeah, we will keep that, the the entirely digital training, but not uh, entirely physical because this, um, it's so um, many advantages with having the content and the canvases uh, and all the work that we are doing online. It's so good to have that as a repository and to go back to even if we meet in person for one day, you can then go to, uh, to the material, you can have a look at what did we do here? What, what, what did we say? Uh, what was the result of our sessions, online sessions? And it's so valuable to be able to find all the resources, the videos, the training material, the articles, links, and, and everything else in in um, in the space that we call our campus our learning Mm -hmm. management system so uh, I would be hesitant to offer only a physical training with you know uh, that experience because it's when you stretch the training during several months that's when learning sticks it's -hmm. when you Mm -hmm. visit the material after a training that the learning sticks it's not during the actual uh, sessions or the actual uh, training itself mm-hmm. that you you are presented with new concepts. But then you need to practice, and you need to digest, and you need to apply your learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's when it starts to to happen something in people's brains, in people's minds, and that's when um, when the learning sticks. We say.
0: Mm -hmm. You said that you don't want to go back to the old way of giving online training session only online, offline. And what I remember is that before it all started, so many trainers kept saying that it's just impossible to move a training session online because they would lose they would lose connection with people and available interactions. But when the the pandemic came, we saw that it was not actually happening. There is definitely a difference between online training and offline ones. What's in your opinion? do, Do students lose anything when they don't go offline? Do they lose these interactions?
1: we We lose the immediate physical interaction, obviously, but we win uh, a lot more and it depends on also how you do the training. We work in two hour sessions uh and and we do this during twenty sessions, so you get to know each other for life, you share so much in the breakout rooms and for so many days, you know? So we spread it out over 20 days and the 20 days could be during one month or during several months. So maybe you meet three times a week, two hours every time, or we meet two hours every day for 20 days in a row. And then people say, well, when these 20 days are finished, they say, Oh my god i'm going to miss these two hours every day that we are hanging out together and sharing and discussing and interacting and what am i going to do on monday <laughs> yeah. so they're kind of very sad that it's over and you know you get so used to the people and even though it's an international group and often we are people from all over the world we bring all different kinds of perspectives And that's so rewarding and people get to know each other and get friends for life uh, because of this, um, of the online uh, training, because of the digital training, not because you are at the same place for two days, because then you forget about each other uh, after a while. But if you stick to the same people for 20 sessions, uh, 20 days, uh, then people will actually get closer and they will share more and more and more gradually, and they will get to know each other deeply, which is one of the Agile People principles, by the way, getting to know each other deeply. Uh, and that means that they they create this bond and have shared so much uh, so that they will keep on meeting even after the training. Uh, I, we have seen uh, groups who have been in a training together, who have started, for example, one such group is is the Agile People Collective. They continue to meet after the training without me and the trainer. And uh, they they still meet regularly and um, talk about how can we work together, how can we support each other in different ways. So it it has a... This is a very nice side effect that we see from the online training. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So what's what's uh, what's amusing me is that the pandemic actually helped you to um, to improve uh, how you live by one of your principles, uh, the principle of uh, e- establishing deep connections between people, right? So because before that, as uh, most of your trainers uh, uh, had two maybe three days training, and it's also my experience that. Uh, yes, we interact. It's interesting there are there are cool interactions during the training, to the two three days training. But I try to remember any person uh, who I did several trainings with, and I I barely can't remember them.
1: Mm, no, it's true. Yeah. So so that's an advantage I would say with the, the way we do the digital training. I don't believe in doing a digital training two days in a row for eight hours every day. That's a, not a good way of doing it uh, because you get too tired when you sit all the time in front of the camera, you have too much attention on yourself and you, uh, it's too much uh, mm-hmm. to sit for eight hours in front of a, a screen like that. But if you chop it up in smaller sessions, you know, bit sized. We even have a break in the middle as well. So two hours we have found is a kind of a perfect time. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then we have a blended approach so that uh, it's a bit of discussion, it's a bit of exercise, it's a bit of movie, it's a bit of everything, you know, so that you all the time you change uh, the way you learn.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, I see. Uh, this is interesting. Um, what what I try to what I want to do right now is actually get out a little bit of the, um, of the learning itself, and get back to to the business itself. Okay, yeah. sounds yep. good to you. Yeah. So what? Uh, but when we first met, so we I, I believe we first met uh, when I was traveling around Europe visiting some companies, yeah. and uh, mm, during that time, as I remember, there were only conferences it was just agile people conferences and nothing else. But right now, I mean, <laughs> you definitely don't have conferences. There is a book and maybe another book. And it are like at least two books, I believe. And uh, uh, I mean, a global, global business. So how it all started, but actually came to, 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 to this point.
1: I, th- I think I think um, it's it's. Start- I started to do my own training um, in 2012, 13. There I did my first Agile HR training, and then we started a conference in 2013. And then we did the conference, we did meetups, we did. Uh, I did training myself, but then mm-hmm. people started to ask me about the content and the material that I was using if they could use it. And uh, after I wrote the book, um, and and then I did the certification with the IC Agile as well. Uh, for, I I cred, I credited my course, my Agile HR course, uh, according to IC Agile's learning objectives, which I also had contributed to, by the way, um, mm-hmm. which. Was why it was quite easy for my course to get accredited because I was the one making the learning <laughs> objectives. So.
0: Nice approach, I would say.
1: But and and after that, I I had a demand for from people who had been through my training. They wanted to do it themselves. They said, "This is so good. We we want to do this ourselves." So I started quite small, and, and this was back in. 2017, I think, something, mm-hmm. 18, maybe. It's only three years. It's only doing...
0: three years. Yeah. And you already have more than 70 HE trainers uh, yeah. around the world training and teaching people. This is impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but what's, okay, so if we look, uh, if you look deeply, um, so you, uh, you, started, you started your own training, uh, uh, given your own training in uh, uh, in 2000 uh, 2013, uh, but uh, um, you actually uh, get uh, got your first trainer in four years, right? Uh, in four years, so what was what was the what was the I would say, turning point, right? So, was it a book? Was it a certification? Uh, yes,
1: I, I think it was a combination of, of all of that. I, I think it was the book. That's one thing. Um, it came out in 2017, the one that I have on the wall behind me. That's mm-hmm. the book that has um, been the most popular for me. Mm-hmm. And then it was, um, uh, obviously, the, the certification, I see Agile. And it was also timing i think um agile became more known um, as a concept or as a a way of working in the world Uh, Mm -hmm. gradually increased uh, during this time um so i think the timing was quite crucial here as well now the timing is even better after the pandemic because people have seen that um, the need for change and adaptability uh, when mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. like that happen is
0: okay.
1: crucial, but uh, it's it's been uh, speeded up by the pandemic, you could say. Um, actually, the the virus made business and people agility a more pressing issue. That more and more organizations understand that they need to to move towards hmm uh which is um of course uh, a very good coincidence or maybe it's not a coincidence, maybe it was meant to be i don't know um but um yeah it was many many different things um and uh I also started to travel a lot uh after two thousand and seventeen when the book came because I got invited to a lot of different conferences and People wanted me to, to to travel around and do training with them in their countries. And mm-hmm. uh, also then brought me a very wide network of people in the world and um, people who were positive to, uh, towards my book and my message and what I wanted to do uh, in the workplace. I want to change workplaces. I want to improve how we work together and uh, how we Create customer value, and um, by creating customer value, become profitable. And, and you know, it, it's those good circles that you want to reinforce
0: mm-hmm.
1: psychologically safe people working together uh, towards a collective goal. Um, and this is also how we work within agile people. We have some kind of vision that we are moving towards, and. Um, it feels like work is meaningful, and I know that the book and the course has changed lives and the directions of of people's lives. I get a lot of that a lot of emails and you know testimonials from people who whose lives have been turned around because they they had the courage to um, maybe abandon um a toxic organization with a mm-hmm. bad culture, uh, and start their own business because they believed so much in in uh, in the message from the book.
0: Oh, that's huge!
1: That's um, is, mm-hmm.
0: and inspiring.
1: That's very inspiring for me as well. So, um, you get inspired by each other, and uh, and then kind of builds up by itself if you see what I mean
0: yeah yeah I see and um, you you mentioned the vision so you have the vision uh, for agile people and it was actually my uh, my second goal uh, my second question so when when you decided to uh, uh, grow the network of facilitators grow the network of agile people trainers uh, Mm. so what was the goal uh for you uh of doing that right because you you could you could easily you could easily tell people no i don't want to do that i i'd prefer to uh to to be a very expert on my own and uh, mm-hmm. uh without uh, like giving um, no uh, but you, know,
1: you realize that you can never do alone what many people can do together so I could mm-hmm. never have done it alone. Uh, I could never reach the same number of people if I'm alone. And the vision and the goal is to, to grow the network, to grow um, improvement in organizations, to create mm-hmm. a better world of work. That's the vision. And, and mm-hmm. how can you do that alone? It's impossible to do it alone. You, you need more people. And that's the whole idea, that you need a lot of people. To be able to do that, so the more we can spread it, the more we can be generous, uh, and the more we we can uh, we can spread the message in the world. The more we can improve the world of work, the more organizations mm-hmm. we can touch, and the more different countries we can uh, we can uh, help uh, and uh, and companies in in those countries. So uh, the goal was always to improve organizations and create a better world of work Mm -hmm. Uh, but i didn't have any specific you know i need to reach uh uh, this kind of money in this time or this kind of number of of trainers in this time i never had any uh, any uh, numeric goals at all never Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's only just improved Okay. Continuous improvement and learning
0: yeah. Yeah, mm. And uh, listening to uh, to you and uh, got me thinking. So the goal is was to reach as many as many uh, as many companies, as many people to show them so how what is possible. And inspire them to. Um, it, it, okay, it's this is not maybe your goal. Is how you understand how yes. understand it from uh, from your words. So, so yep. how, how how do you define a success for agile people then? We and for are, you for you for you personally.
1: For me personally. Yeah. Um. When am I successful? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question, Sergey. Um. I am successful when uh, the people who I work with are successful, when my trainers are successful, when uh, when we can make a difference. When I get, I know that I'm successful when I get an email saying that you changed my life or or I get an email saying that, yes, we implemented this uh, psychological safety game and it really changed the way we, we see our organization or... When I get these testimonials from my customers, that, that's when I am successful. Because then mm-hmm. I know that I have done something real. Then I know that what I'm doing has made a difference for people in organizations. Uh, that's when I know, that's the proof, let's say, mm-hmm. for me. Okay,
0: uh, this is for you personally. And what for agile people? Mm. So how do define, because uh, Agile People is, is more than just a business, it's a movement. So, uh, so how do you define success for, for Agile People?
1: I don't. You-, <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask Agile People. <laughs> Ah, I see. <laughs> I don't define success for somebody else and and the organization as such as is successful as long as we can survive and do what we do. Uh-huh. And spread the message even more. That's when we are successful
0: from from a business point of view so you you don't uh, you don't set any numerical goals you don't set uh, you didn't set any numerical goals i never
1: did yeah. i never did
0: yeah you never did so okay. but uh, so, uh, so how, how do you operate i mean this way so how does the business operate right now without any uh, without anything like that
1: yes so we i i do a train the trainer sessions right mm-hmm. so um I have right now two employees uh, who I work with, um, and and we are trying to do everything that needs to be done to keep our trainers happy and to also do some coaching and to we we are all the time doing things that we believe could um, increase uh, agility in the world and the, and 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 moving in that direction so. Every day is made up of uh, small pieces. I have a training. I had this morning, I had a training of three hours. I just started a new Swedish group of Mm -hmm. um, becoming Agile People Trainers.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Then I I do some podcasts. I do some conferences. I do some content development. I improve the content. I do another certification uh, with IC Agile uh you know every day is filled up with all those things that needs to be done to uh, to continue to do Mm -hmm. what i'm doing um so very little uh, governance in my business because it's very small Mm -hmm. my my i mean the core team is only really me and one or two more people um and and then the, we have this network of people who are doing things, they are translating the content, they are, you know, marketing uh, their trainings, they are working with all these different things. But, but the core team is very, very, very small, mm-hmm. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is maybe a success factor, I don't know. Uh, but but I'm not telling people what to do in the network or in the community they they come up it, it it's from intrinsic motivation they work only from intrinsic motivation somebody asked me uh, last week can i can I translate the the course to Ukrainian language yeah and and then we try to support from a central perspective to to help give the the rights to do that and the possibility to do it but sending them the templates, letting them do what they feel motivated to do. Mm -hmm. So this is how we work. We try to stimulate, um, of course, different activities, but most of the time I'm not suggesting to people what to do, or you should start up something in Germany or you too, why don't you get together and start something in Peru? Because, You both have the same vision, you know, I can connect people with each other and I can create some kind of um, platform for them to work together and to start up their business. For example, Agile People Brazil, it started because I said just, yes, go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, start Agile People Brazil. And, And now they are running with it because it's their business and it's their motivation and they own it. Right? And this, yeah, right. you need to be generous and let people do their own thing and let them own their own business and their own motivation and their own stuff. That's how you can grow a community. Mm-hmm. That, and, and that's also what we teach in our training. You have to have intrinsic motivation. So, different people are motivated by many different things. And when you see that there is something here, there is a fire, there is a passion, you need to not uh, put water on that fire, right? You need
0: Mm -hmm. to put
1: more wood on it. Help, support, and that's what I do. I try to help and support with what I have and what I Mm -hmm. can do. So trying to to be um, supportive—that's the secret.
0: Been a servant.
1: A servant, yeah, yeah little bit servant leadership, a little bit um, inspiring leadership, a little bit um, coaching leadership,
0: a little you know, bit agile leadership. A, yeah, agile leadership.
1: <laughs> so you need to live, to like, like preach, right? Like, right. You you preach this kind of leadership because I do agile leadership training as well then you need to live in that way as well because that's when you come across as authentic as well, when you live according to your own values and when you live according to your own motivation and your own what you are convinced is right to do. So Mm -hmm. authenticity is extremely important. Uh, Mm -hmm. Be who you are, do what you believe in, and, and try to to come across as, um, as, as true and honest and transparent as possible.
0: That's an important point. I was thinking about it lately as well. How many people I've been following lately and listening to lately are authentic. That's what makes them interesting to me because they are not afraid of being themselves, um, sharing their own values, and living the way they live, because they believe in these values.
1: Yes, and this vulnerability is also extremely important to be able to be vulnerable and to, to realize that you are not perfect. You, you make mistakes all the time and you're mm-hmm. okay. Even though you make mistakes, you're, you're totally okay. And that uh, you come back, you jump up again, you try again, you know, don't give mm-hmm. up. You haven't failed until you give up.
0: Okay, that's true. And with your small core team and a large network of people you need to support and facilitate, what is the most pressing issue for you right now?
1: The financial follow-up is my most pressing issue because I, I, I don't have a clue how the company is going because my Uh, I I had a a woman working for me and and she was overworked already when she started to work for me. So she couldn't do the accounting properly, but she's a good friend of mine. So I let her continue (laughs) 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 for over a year. Um, And and then we end up in problems because uh, we need to understand how is the company really going? You know, I I haven't got a clue. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, we have money in our bank account, and as long as we have, then it's okay. But we need to have a better follow up. We need to have more structure and order. And that's my weak spot. Structure and order is my really, really weak spot. I'm not good at that. So, this, um, you know, financial follow up and stuff like that, although I went to finance uh, university, I'm not that kind of person. I realized long after that. I really didn't like to do accounting. I really didn't like to do this kind of work. And that's why I guess I'm not good at it. Uh, You know, following rules and regulations and understanding about order and structure. And I was a project manager for many, many years, but I didn't like it. I hated it. And Uh I know why now, because I'm I'm much more spontaneous and flexible. I want to inspire. I want to do different things um so i need people with me who are more ordered and structured and can provide that piece of the puzzle that i am missing myself
0: Mm -hmm. so you have a pressure issue and uh, this is a big win that you see it are you doing anything to fix it or you just decide to leave it as it is for now
1: no, 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 no! I'm bringing in consultants now to fix it. <laughs> I'm bringing okay. in some people from who who used to work for me a long time ago uh, on a consultancy basis to uh, to fix this. So it's going oh. to be fixed. I know she's coming tomorrow to help out. <laughs> too.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, we did close the books for 2020, and we did have a profit for 2020. So we are alive and kicking. But um, you know we have money in the bank account and things like that but we also need to to have the books in order for 2021 until now so mm-hmm. that's what what we are focusing on but then uh, of course that's not my thing to focus on because i'm just focusing on on doing more translations on doing more certifications on making you know processes smoother how can we facilitate for the trainers how can we make it easier for them how can we help them to market uh, themselves and build a business for themselves that's my focus mostly mm-hmm. so we have regular meetings we are providing you know virtual coffee we are providing book clubs uh, coaching dojos and, and different things to kind of keep in touch with people and to uh, stimulate the community and to do things together all the time it's important because people have so much to share with each other and they have so so different experiences and when they are sharing they kind of build on each other's knowledge Mm -hmm. and uh, can get uh, answers to questions that they have
0: okay i see i see uh, this is this is really nice. So I'm just thinking about uh, uh, would there be the advantages for your business to have someone uh, strictly uh, on operational part of a, of the business, right? Because you are definitely not an operational person. You are more a uh, visionary. Uh, you're visionary. You're a uh, community builder. Uh, and so what I was thinking of would be. Uh, so, how would your ch- business change if you have someone really uh, with a sharp focus on making operation operations work as uh, yeah. uh
1: as uh, <laughs> as
0: uh, yes, as good as that's possible?
1: That's, yeah, actually, uh, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Somebody who can complement with these parts because I'm more of uh, the external person. The 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 face the the marketer the visionary definitely um i, I know how to uh, to be seen how to be heard i know how to express myself but i need somebody to keep track of all the other stuff back end yeah. stuff you know yes
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah <I laughs> this know. is
1: my weak spot at the moment yeah
0: okay i think that would be a great place to stop thank you very much pia maria it was very insightful Uh, for me it's for sure Um, so many ideas so much thinking what i found the most interesting is that i talked to jason little uh, lately and uh, looking from the outside even though i'm not completely from the outside as i know a little bit about your businesses and in um, in this one perspective, they're very similar. Um, But then you start talking and uh, I see different values, different visions. Uh, And of course, of course, you have something in common, but how your businesses reflect your inner side is impressive. This is what I did miss before I actually started uh, interviewing you. So thank you.
1: Mm -hmm. Great. So I'm happy that uh, you think maybe you saw something else in me than in Jason. I, I'm sure we have many things in common, me and Jason. I don't know him very well. Just spoke with him briefly, but uh, we have similar businesses. Of course, we all, we both have a trainer network. And I think that we have a similar maybe vision as well to change the world in, in some way, the world of work. Um, but we're doing it in, in slightly different ways. Um, yeah, and, and there are many people in the world who are doing the same thing as well but uh, happy to, um, to have been able to contribute to your podcast and i wish you all the best and for your business as well okay.
0: this was an inspiring pia maria thore thank you very much for staying with us to the end You can find the links to Pia marias book, the full transcription of this episode and its summary via the link in the description of this episode. Your feedback is extremely valuable to me and my team. So, if you have a suggestion or you know an interesting speaker, please drop us a line at at hihi.trainingbusinessanatomy.com. One more time, trainingbusinessanatomy.com. They are very open to any feedback, and I will reply to you personally. That was your host Sergei Kotlov. Stay tuned! Wow! You are still here? Then here is a bonus for you. Our next guest is Lizette Sutherland, the founder of Collaboration Superpowers and the op will work together anywhere. With Lizette, we are going to explore one very important topic – how to overcome barriers you have, especially when you are just starting your business journey. Join us next week at Training Business Anatomy podcast.